Go to Galatians, please, the third chapter, Galatians 3. We've been on the subject here for a few weeks now. We're calling redeem from the curse of the law. Our text has been Galatians 3 and verse 7. He said, Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Is that you? Are you a faith person? You can't be a believer without being a faith person. Who ever heard of a believer who didn't believe? Right? If you believe on the Lord Jesus, if you have received him, you had to do it by faith. By faith. And so uh, no such thing as being born again without faith. We're saved by grace through faith. And so he said, they that are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Now this is uh, very important. We've said it more than once. But uh, I want to hear if I can detect in your voice whether you believe it or not. Are you, are you not a real child of Abraham? If you believe the Bible, and he's going to say it another two or three times just in the next five or six verses. So it must be really important. Say it out loud. I am a child of Abraham. Through faith in Jesus Christ. Is that what the Bible teaches? They that are of faith. You said that's you. Me too. The same. Are. Not going to be. We are. The children of Abraham. Say it one more time. I am. A child. Of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. That's what you used to be. Through faith, preached before the gospel unto, unto Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. Now, here, the message about the blessing is called the gospel. And you really haven't fully preached the gospel if you don't talk about the blessing. <laughs> what Abraham heard that the Bible calls the gospel included blessing. And uh, in verse 9, so then, they which be of faith, is that you? No, it's talking about the same you. Are blessed. Are what? Blessed. Blessed with who? With faithful Abraham. Say it out loud, I'm a child of Abraham. And I'm blessed. With Abraham. I'm blessed with him. Are you blessed? Yes. We live in a world that uh, many, many, many people in this country and all over the world, they have come to think that they're so intelligent with their little education that they don't believe in spiritual things anymore. They only believe in science. And what you can see through a telescope or under a microscope or, well, you know, that, that's really ridiculous. How about your mind? Not your brain, your mind. When's the last time you saw it? Can you put your hand on it? Well, then it doesn't exist, according to these folks. No, that, that's ridiculous to say because you can't see it and you can't touch it, it doesn't exist. The Word tells us every material thing you see was made out of material you can't see. Sometimes people say, you know, God created the worlds out of nothing. That's not what the Scripture said. He didn't make it out of nothing. He made it out of things you can't see, material you can't see. And uh, the concept of curse and blessing is regarded by many people today as foolish, ignorant superstition. 
to think that someone could be cursed. Or, if you believe that, you just about have to believe that you couldn't be blessed either. And that boils down to not believing in God, or the devil, or heaven, or hell, on and on. If you hadn't seen it, if you can't see it with a telescope, or a microscope, but just because you don't believe something, doesn't make it go away. Truth is truth. People have coined a phrase nowadays, my truth. And your truth. That's a despicable term. Truth is not relative. It's either true or it's not. And it's true whether you believe it or not. It's true. And if it's not true. Even if you believe it's true. It's still not true. That's also known as deception. When you believe something's true. But it's not. So, I mean, the reason I'm saying this is if you don't believe in blessing and cursing, then there's no reason for you to get excited about being a child of Abraham or being blessed. People talk about things as blessings, you know, money or things or car, but those things are not the blessing. The curse is something you can't see, it's spiritual. But it produces effects. The blessing is something you can't see. But it's spiritual. And it produces effects. I believe. In the great almighty. The creator of heaven and earth. Who is spirit. That you can't see. I'm fully confident. That there's another dimension. Called spirit. That is undetectable. To the physical realm. Even a lot of scientists and those that study physics now, they, they believe in dimensions and realms. They believe it's been demonstrated with math. Multiple dimensions that cannot be seen or detected. Even amongst those that are unbelievers. Why? If it's true, it's true. If it's real, it works. So, keep reading. They which be of faith are blessed Somebody say blessed. Blessed. I'm blessed blessed. with Abraham. Abraham. Faithful Abraham. He goes on to say in verse uh, 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now if you don't believe there is any such thing as a curse, then this verse means nothing to you. It means something to us though, doesn't it? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. He did it through substitution and redemption. He took our place and was made a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. One of the greatest evidences, if you'll be honest about it, of God's existence is the accuracy of the detailed predictions in this book. It is astounding the things that were portrayed centuries and more before it happened and exactly how it would take place. How could anybody know these things? It had to be somebody who is sitting in and above time who can see the end from the beginning. Oh, come on, can you see? That's none of us. Right? And if you, uh, if people will be honest, it's all here. It's all here. And, and Romans says it's in creation. God's eternal power, even the Godhead, is revealed in mountains and oceans and sky and flowers and trees, even in their fallen state. We have no record or experience of anything, anywhere, that ever created itself. So why would we believe that all the creation just spontaneously created itself? 
From what? Who created itself if it didn't exist before that? How can you create yourself if you don't exist to create yourself? Now you're laughing. These things are taught as facts in our schools and universities. They are unproven theories. Not that we have no experience of anything in any generation, any past generation, any present, anything that ever spontaneously created itself. Thank God we got a book that tells us what happened and how how it happened. And if you believe the first couple of verses in this book, you won't get stuck on the rest of it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Anybody here believe that besides me? eh? In the beginning, what happened? You say, well, there's a big bang. There might have been a big bang when God (laughs) created. (laughs) I don't know. But I know it didn't spring into existence out of nothing and by itself. Nothing ever has. Nothing ever will. It's just not how it works. There's a lot could be said about that, but we want to talk about being blessed. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That, he did that to free us from the curse and not just stop there, and so that the blessing of Abraham would come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Skip down to verse 26. Verse 26. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, are you? Who, who, then you are what? In case you had forgotten it four verses ago. You are what? Abraham's seed. And what else? Heirs according to the promise, which is another way of saying you get the blessing. You're blessed with him. You get the blessing. Glory to God. Now go with me back to Genesis 12, please. And let's refresh ourselves on one of the main times that God spoke to Abraham, what this passage called the gospel that involves... The blessing. Genesis 12. And verse 2. The Lord told him. I will make of you. A great nation. And I will. Bless you. Bless you. And make your name. Great. And you shall be. A what? A blessing. You know, such as you have, that's what you can give. You can't give what you don't have. Now, we, uh, we've covered a lot of ground already on this, but we mentioned three big things that the blessing does. Do you all remember that? Now, this doesn't cover everything in the blessing. The blessing's big, but three big things that the blessing does. One, the blessing enables you and empowers you to get good things. To get. Deuteronomy 8.18 talks about that. It said, you'll remember the Lord your God. He's the one that gives you power to get wealth. Power to get. Do you hear that? Now you hear people say, I'm, I'm not interested in getting. That's just a dumb thing to say. If you had never gotten anything, you wouldn't have anything. The clothes on your back, you got them. Somewhere, sometime. 
any money you could give to help anybody. You had to get it before you could give it. The blessing is the power to get good things. You know, the wealth is not the blessing. The money's not the blessing. The blessing is spiritual. The blessing is power that's released when God speaks over you. Hallelujah. And this power involves the power to get, the power to lay hold, to acquire, to get. I mean, he, part of this power was to get the land. Get the land. Part of it was to get an heir. To get all manner of good things. Not just money, all kind of good things. How many understand it's a, you're blessed when you get wisdom and direction for what you need. When you get answers, these are good things from God. That The blessing is the power to get all manner of good things. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We've been what? Blessed. What? Blessed. Blessed. That means you've been empowered to lay hold, to get all these things. Amen. The power to get it. So never say, I can't get it. Because you've been blessed. You've been empowered to get whatever it takes. For you to be able to lay hold of it, whether it's knowledge or revelation or strength or grace or faith, whatever it is, it's all wrapped up in that empowerment. Amen. Was Abraham blessed? Yes. We're reading about it right now in Genesis there. Did it affect his life? Did, was he able to get what he needed? Yes. Every juncture, he was able to get answers. He was able to get his wife back, even though two different kings took her away. Is that right? They eventually were able to get a child when it seemed like an impossible miracle. He was able to get his, his nephew and their whole family back when armies took them away. He was able to get the most sheep and goats and cows and silver and gold of anybody in the land. Did he or not? And, and why was he able to get all that? It was the blessing working in his life. And you, dear one, are a child of Abraham and you are a, a, a share in that blessing that God gave to him and to his seed. Hallelujah. Number two, the blessing includes the power to enjoy and to rest. These go together. We, we saw that in Ecclesiastes 2. We saw it in Ecclesiastes 5 and, and Ecclesiastes 3 about the, the power to enjoy something is the gift of God. You can be a billionaire and have the biggest houses and everything. That doesn't make you blessed. That doesn't mean you have peace. It doesn't mean you're right with God. It doesn't mean you can enjoy any of it. And it, the Bible said there's no uh, peace, a rest to the wicked. The blessing enables you to rest inside and out. It enables you to enjoy the good things. This is a big part of the blessing, the power to enjoy. We've talked about that. If you haven't been with us, go, go back and get it. Listen to it. It's worth, it's worth your time. But this third one we hadn't talked too much about, which is what we're coming to tonight. Number three, the blessing includes the power to give. The power to to bless. And this is actually what Jesus called more blessed. Didn't he? He said, well in fact let's just let's look at it, Acts 20. If you'd put that on the screen for us, Acts 20 verse 32. Let me go over it again real quickly. The 
The blessing includes what? The power to get good things. And the power what? Number two, to, to enjoy and rest. Those go together. What else does it include? The power to give. To be the, the instrument of blessing. It's a high honor for God to minister blessing to others through you. You're participating in something that's a big part of God's heart. He's the greatest giver there's ever been. He delights in showing mercy. Well, he needs ways to do that in this physical realm. He does things through us. He answers prayers through us. Do you believe it or not? He puts more than enough resources for our life. He puts surplus resources. That's our ministry. That we can minister to others. And even if we need to, you know, empty out what we've got for the day, we know it's coming back. Right? Multiplied. Read this. He, he said, uh, Brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Boy, this is a whole lesson right here. One of the big problems with the body of Christ is immaturity, lack of development, lack of strength. It takes faith to rise up and lay hold of your healing. It takes faith and strength of spirit to rise up and lay hold of your answer, of your needs being met. And so many are so weak, they're just so depleted and weak, that even if you see, yeah, I see it in the Word, but I just don't have the strength to, to lay hold of it. But His Word, every word that comes out of His mouth, like, like food for your body, is able to do what? Build you up so you can not only find out what belongs to you, but you got the inner strength. You got the strength of spirit to lay hold and not give up and to resist the enemy and not give up. And when you do that kind of thing, through faith and perseverance, you will inherit and experience the promises. Can you see that? Verse uh, 33 Keep reading. I've coveted, he said, no man's silver or gold or apparel. We need to be able to say that. If somebody has something, car, jewelry, clothes, house, whatever, that you really, really, really like, do not get your eyes on that. And don't get a thought in your mind, well, maybe God's dealing with them to give that to me. Or maybe if I'll claim it, that they will give me theirs. No, 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 no. No, it's theirs. Other scripture says, you shall not covet. It's one of the top ten. You remember that? Commandments, you shall not covet your neighbor's donkey or his sheep or his house or his wife or spouse. You, if it's theirs, that's not yours. You can believe for one just not theirs. Right? You can believe for one. Just never get your eyes on theirs. That's covetousness. Which is idolatry. Which is evil. Be glad for them. If they got what you always wanted. Be glad for them. They're your brother. They're your sister. Right? Rejoice with them. And if it's things. They make new ones every day. The new ones are improved. Just be confident. I'll get mine. I'll have mine. I don't have to covet theirs. I've coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Must have been an issue or he wouldn't have brought it up. 
You yourselves know these hands have ministered to my necessities and to them that were with me. In other words, I worked jobs. We know he was a tent maker. And I paid our bills. My bills and the bills of the people that are with me when we came to you. Verse 35, I've showed you. See, he did it as an example to them. If you look at other passages of Scripture, the Spirit of God through him goes into detail that it's right for them to support him. But he wanted to demonstrate an example. He wasn't just after what was theirs. He was after them. I've showed you all things that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said. Everybody say he said. He said what? It is not just blessed, but more blessed. I mean, it's a blessing to be enabled to get good things. It's a blessing to be able to enjoy them and to rest. But what is it? It's a more blessed. What? To be empowered to give. Oh, hallelujah. Man, if you, if you haven't experienced some of this, hang in close. Get this. This is some of the most wonderful things you can experience in this life down here. Is being used of God that the blessing on your life empowers you and enables you to minister to people what they need when they need it. Take pressure off of them in times of crisis or something that they've always desired, some good desire. Be a part of a, a dream coming true, coming to pass. Hallelujah. That's being more blessed. And do you see that's part of the blessing of Abraham? Go back to Genesis 12. I want you to see it again because you told me that you're a child of Abraham. Is that right? And that the blessing is on you. You told me that. That blessing has not gone away. What God does, it's forever. And, and that that blessing is yours because of your faith in Jesus. Here is what Galatians, Spirit of God in Galatians called the gospel. This gospel means what? Good news. Good, you got to watch about religiousizing things. Gospel means what? Good news. If it's not good news, it's not the gospel. People say, well, you're going to hell if you don't change. That ain't good news. People say, well, ain't that the gospel? No. <laughs> What's the good news? Jesus took your place, paid the price for your sins, no matter what you've done, no matter how bad it is, he has already paid the price. You, you believe it or not? He's already paid the price. All you got to do is believe and receive him and accept what he's given you. Amen. Come on, is that good news? Is that the best news you ever heard? What if they say, I don't believe in all that junk? Well, then you got some bad news for him. You're going to hell if you don't change. But give them the good news first and if they receive the good news we don't have any bad news for you but don't just lead with the bad news and call it the gospel gospel means good news and the bible called this in the new testament called this in genesis good news what's the good news here God says to Abraham and when he says something it lasts forever I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. What does that mean? I, I will empower you to get good things, to enjoy and rest and, and to be a giver. I'll make your name great. And here you see this other part. And I'll what? You. You what? You shall be a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of the blessing will go through you and on you and by you to help others to get good things. Others to enjoy and rest. 
and even others to be enabled to give to. This is the more blessed. Oh, somebody say the more blessed. The more blessed. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Now keep reading because this is, this is not all of it. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, we're getting into something else here. Can you, you see the universal law of sowing and reaping. If you sow blessing, it's going to come back to you. If you sow cursing, that'll come back to you. What do we want to do? We don't want to curse. We want to bless. Because we want to reap. Blessing, not cursing. Listen to the Amplified. And you see this is much broader than we might have thought. In in verse 2, Amplified, verse 2, I will make of you a great nation. Is this good news? See, this included the birth and life of Isaac and all of his descendants. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished. Now, this is part of the blessing. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes that um, wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom is not heard and, and his wisdom is despised. Well, now, does God want his wisdom and words heard or not heard? Known or not known? It is not about glorifying you, and yet God wants you to be known. And He wants you to have ability. You believe it or not? He wants you to be known for good things. And more people to find out about you in your area and to see His goodness in your life. You know, we speak that over you during offering time regularly. And he said, and, and you'll be what? A blessing? Doing what? Dispensing good to others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I already had these other notes tonight when I saw this verse at the last minute before I left. I thought, wow, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, when something's right, you just get confirmation right and left dispensing good to others. Not only are you a receiver of good and an enjoyer of good, you are a good dispenser. You're dispensing good everywhere you go. You are blessed and you are a blessing. Somebody say thank you Lord. This is one of the greatest things in life. One of the greatest things in life. It's, it's more blessed than even receiving. Jesus said so. I mean receiving good things. That's being blessed. Being able to enjoy them and rest. That's, that's being blessed. But Jesus said. It's even more blessed. To be able to give. Like this. Oh thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now read the rest of it, though. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language towards you. And and if you look that up in Young's Literal and other translations, it bears this out. It says, those who are disesteeming you, I'll curse. This is disrespect. Isn't that something? Insolent language. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they'll bless themselves. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Uh, go with me in the New Testament now, please, to uh, Romans. Well, go to Psalm 109, and I'll, I'll work my way to Romans. Psalm 109, and verse 17, he talks about people that are acting wickedly. Psalm 109, 17 says, as he, the evildoer, loved cursing, so let it come to him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing like with a garment, so let it come into his bowels like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be, let it what? The cursing. Let it be to him as a garment that covers him and for a girdle or a belt wherewith he, he, he girds himself continually. Whatever you embrace gets on you, gets in you. And if you curse, it'll come back to you. If you bless, it'll come back to you. Now, when we hear curse, a lot of times people think about, I don't know what we'd call cussing. Four-letter words. And it does apply to that. But it's much more than that. Have you noticed how crude language has become? I mean, words you just wouldn't have heard in public 20 years ago. People act like it's just as common as, as any other kind of word. Somebody said, well, what's wrong with it? Well, see, they're, they've been desensitized to it and don't see anything wrong with it. But all of these words are, there's an effort to fill them with cursing. Not cussing. Cursing, the curse. Words are containers. They don't mean anything unless they contain something, some spiritual thought or spiritual force. And so why do you, you know, people that are thinking right, cringe when you hear some of these words? Why do you? Why would you even notice them? What, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Well, it just ain't right. Well, it's got to be more than that. Well, my church don't believe in that. That ain't good enough. What's wrong with them? The, the reason you go, eh, is because it bothers you spiritually. Yes. Not just mentally. Not just audibly. It bothers you spiritually. Something bothers you. Well, what bothers you? Because whether your head knows it or not, your spirit knows that comes from an evil source. It comes from an evil source. Somebody is trying to curse. Which is why to damn, D-A-M-N, to damn this or damn that, should not be in our vocabulary. We're not dammers. We're not cursers. We're blessers. Now y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, you got, it's just a regular thing for people to come through at night and stump their toe on the couch and try to damn it. You, you blankety blank. Blank, blank, blank. Or this or that. Or the people, people try to damn their lawnmowers. Or their car if it won't start. They try to damn their clothes if they're too tight. <laughs> or they try to damn, you know, curse and, and, and damn this and, and damn that. There's a reason why these things should bother people who know the Lord. Your, your spirit goes, eh, ooh, ugh, I don't like that. Well, what? It's not just a bad word. What makes it a bad word? Spiritual quantity. The curse is real. Somebody is trying to release curse. 
And just like what the blessing does, the blessing is empowerment to get good things. Reckon what the curse is. The curse is the spiritual power. Notice if you read Deuteronomy 28, what the curse resulted in. No peace, no safety, no health, no family. Have you read Deuteronomy 28? No, no joy, no rest. What is it? Can you see stealing and killing and destroying? Reckon who's behind that? Well, see, the enemy, one of his most successful tactics is getting people to curse themselves. Curse themselves. You, you even got people saying, I guess I'm just cursed. I guess, I, now you, you like, we, we know better than that, I hope. I guess I'm just, seems like I'm cursed. People laugh, seems like, that ain't funny. Seems like I'm cursed. Jesus went to great lengths to become a curse and take your place so you would not be cursed. And you and I should be so strong. Anything that looks or sounds like the curse try to show up in our life, man, we ought to rise up on the inside and say, no, no, you don't. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I refuse to accept that I'm cursed. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. (laughs) Now here's another one that people don't even notice. Guess I'm just unlucky. what, What is that? What does that mean? What is unlucky? Unlucky something you can't see. Right? What is unlucky? Man, I'm so unlucky. I'm just, people say, I'm just, I've had such bad luck. Bad luck. What is luck? Where's it at in the Bible? You have a hard time finding it. You know what you will find? (laughs) You've been studying it for weeks. (laughs) Curse. Curse. You will find that. And so people have just called it by, by other names. But if you believe some kind of spiritual force is holding you back or hindering you, then you are damning or cursing yourself through your confessions and through your words. Seem like I, I take one step forward and I get knocked back too. If you say so, just by the time I get that thing paid for, it breaks and breaks down. And they, they never recognize my work. They always pass me over. You're cursing yourself. <laughs> Can you see that? You're, you're cursing yourself. You, you are speaking darkness over yourself. And the enemy, it's one of his favorite tactics. Because it sure looks like it. It sure feels like it. And if you don't understand things, his suggestion explains it. Why is all this happening to me? Why? Why? And he brings the thought. I guess so. I guess I'm just unlucky. I guess. I guess. And if if you'll do that to yourself, you'll sure do it to other people. Trying to damn other people. Trying to curse other people. Trying to... To say something bad over them. I've heard Christians. Thankfully not too many times. Get so mad. They told somebody else. Well you can go to hell. What are they trying to do? They they don't even know what they're saying. Why would you say that? You, You literally. Want them. To go. Why would it even come up to you? Why is it not popular, instead of all this bad language, why isn't it popular for everybody to be speaking blessing? Instead of these ugly words, why don't you hear everywhere you go out in the marketplace? Bless you. Be blessed. Why don't you hear that on the TV everywhere? Instead of warning you about language on the show, it lets you know there'll be blessing. All through this show, 
Just want to want you to know. People will be speaking blessing. Because the devil, the current God of this world, is influencing. The whole world's lying in this darkness. People don't realize it. But the popular music, whether it's rap or whether it's all kind of things or or, or rock or pop or or country, notice. Well, second thought, don't notice. (laughs) But if you happen to hear it, you should, you, it should stand out to you. How many times it talks about going crazy, losing my mind. I mean, it's just a common theme of death and loss and torment and vexation, losing something. And, and just because it's played beautifully or sung beautifully, People just eat it up. But rotten is rotten, even if it's in a $10,000 container. It's still, if the, if the food's rotten, it's still rotten. <laughs> Where were we going, do you remember? Romans. Romans, the 12th chapter. Said out loud, I'm not a curser. I'm a blesser. And don't give us this, well, I I just get mad and I just say stuff. No, that's not okay. That's not an excuse. If you really understood this and you really believe this, you do not want to try to release curse on yourself or anybody else. We're not in the damning business. We're not in the cursing operations. We're blessers. And one of the big reasons is you don't want to reap cursing. We just got through seeing that in Psalms. If you love cursing, you're going to wear it. It's going to tighten around you like a belt. It gets in your skin. It gets in your bones. By the grace of God, not us, right? Romans 12 and verse 14. This is the amplified. What does it say? Bless those who do what? persecute you. Now Jesus said this in Matthew. He said it's recorded in Mark. It's recorded in other places. Bless and don't curse. And even when they nailed him to the cross what did he do? Well was that a blessing to their life? Father forgive them? He blessed them when they're physically killing him. And you remember Stephen, when he was stoned in the book of Acts, he, he did that too. As he was dying, and they're killing him, throwing, hitting him with rocks. He said, Father, don't lay this sin to their charge. And when you think right, you realize they got enough problems if they don't straighten up without answering for what they just did to me. You don't want to see them going to hell. You don't want to see them cursed. And this should always come out anytime you're talking with somebody that you don't agree with their position or stand about what's right or wrong or lifestyle or whatever. Don't get sucked in to strife so that they don't see that you care about them. That should always be stronger than anything else you're talking. That should always come across that I care about you. I care about what happens to you, both in this life and in the next. We must never let other things eclipse that. We care about them. He said, bless those that persecute you, who are cruel in their attitude towards you. Bless and do not curse them. Come on, say it out loud. Bless and do not curse them. Say it again. Bless and do not curse Do not what? Do not curse them. Don't speak evil over them. Hope this happens to them. Well, that's good enough for them. No, no, no. No matter how much what they did may bother you, you should care about them and their soul and where they wind up 
God does. Right? God does. You care about them. Bless and do not curse them. Verse 17. Recompense to no man. Evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it's possible. It's not always possible. As much as lies with you. In you live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved. Avenge not yourselves. But rather give place to wrath. For it's written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Says the Lord. Therefore if your enemy hunger. I'm going to change the word here. Bless him. If he's hungry, do what? Bless him. him. If he's hungry, what does he need? What does he want? Something to eat. So so bless him. If he's thirsty, what do you do? Bless him. Give him something to drink. And um, by so doing, you'll heap burning coals upon his head. I mean, that's the last thing you want when you really are hurting and need something is for the person you hate the most to be the one that showed up. And helped you. But there is no defense. Against the love of God. (laughs) You know. No matter how much people hate you. They cannot stop you. From loving them. There's no defense. Against the love of God. Go with me to 1 Peter please. The third chapter. 1 Peter 3. And 8. We're blessers. And we inherit blessing. We're not cursers. We don't cuss. Or curse. Or damn. Am I telling the truth? Come on, is that, is that you? Even if you did it last week, you've changed tonight. Is that right? And so we're moving forward. We're not dammers. We're not cursers or cussers. And one of the big reasons why is you don't want to reap it. You don't want to reap it. Because you remember what, he, what part of the blessing included those that bless you, he'll bless. Those that curse you will be cursed. 1 Peter 3 8. Finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Show pity. Be kind, is what he's saying. Not rendering evil. For evil are railing for railing. Don't render evil for evil. Now, the flesh wants to do payback. Your flesh does. Don't tell me it doesn't. I know better. (laughs) Your flesh didn't get born again. And it'll have the same reaction and response as an unsaved person. I, I did sport fighting years ago. And um, I don't care who you are. You get hit real hard in the face. It just goes all over you. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Every part of your body is yelling Hit them back. Harder. (laughs) There has to be something that intervenes. Or elsewise, that's going to be your response. And you don't, I mean, you don't have to think about it at all. Now, if you don't think that's true, and you think you have been sanctified beyond that, (laughs) we can bring a chair up here. And let you show, we can, we can just, we won't even punch you. We'll just slap you real hard. And see how you feel. <laughs> no matter what you might say, it goes all over you. It just goes all over you. And you want to pay back. Well, that's true. But people can hurt you with words. People can hurt you with all kind of actions. And the response from your flesh is pay them back. But tell me what the Bible says. Help me out. What is? Bible says don't pay them back. Does it say it or not? Don't pay them back. Don't render evil for evil or railing. Now railing 
we'd say slander or abuse. Slander. This is happening, I think, like never before on planet Earth, I know, because of things like Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Somebody says something, and then somebody says something back, and then somebody says something else, and then all these other folk join in, and it's posted here, and it goes over there, and mushrooms. That's railing, speaking slanderously, speaking out against somebody. Did he say don't do that? Contrarywise, instead of doing that, what do you do? Blessing, blessing. When they curse you, what did the Lord tell us to do? You bless them. And this is where that phrase where he talks about he sends his rain on the just and unjust. I've heard people quote that like that's a bad thing. Rain is a good thing. That's how you get your crops. It's saying he's kind to the unthankful. And he's good to people that's not even trying to live right and think right. And he lets his rain rain on the land of the meanest man in the county. Just like the good man. Most of the time. So he blesses when people don't even acknowledge he exists. When people are blaspheming his name. He still bless them. He knows they're ignorant. We're his children. We're blessed. And blessers. And so when people rail against us. What can we do? We can help them out. Whether they even know they need the help or not. We can pray for them. Jesus talked about that too. Pray for those that persecute you, despitefully use you. Pray for them and bless them. Amen. Yeah, but they said all these terrible things about you. But what is their state of mind? How did they get there? What's going on with them? A lot of times you need to stop and be thankful God has shown you so much and got you to where you are that you're not in that kind of darkness and confusion and deception. Because except for the grace of God, you'd be in worse shape than them. You don't think you couldn't be. And you can bless them. You can say, darkness, I come against you in Jesus' name. Come off of their mind and come off of their understanding. Lord, I ask you to send laborers across their path. Open their eyes. Maybe they don't want to hear from me, but there's somebody they'll listen to. Open their eyes. Open their ears. And send the message to them. Enlighten them to their need of you. Reveal yourself to them. Are you blessing them when you do this? You're not trying to say, I I hope you get hit by a truck on the way home. That's cursing. Hope something bad happens to you. No, no, we're not cursers. We're not railers. We're not dammers. We're the seed of Abraham. He's a blessed man, blessed of God, blessed of the Creator. Of heaven and earth. And we are his seed. And we are blessed with him. Hallelujah. Oh somebody say thank you Lord. Contrary wise. Speak a blessing. Knowing. That you are thereunto called. That you should inherit. A blessing. If you want blessings. Spoken over you. Then you need to be speaking blessings over others. Right? This is the universal law of sowing and reaping. The Lord said, and those that bless you, I'll bless. Those that curse you, they'll be cursed. And so we don't curse. We bless only. We bless only. He that will love life and see good days. Do you want to see a lot of days? You want to live a long time? Right here in the New Testament. Here's a big key. Let him do what? Refrain his tongue from evil. Now he just got through saying in verse 9, don't speak evil or railing. He's talking about the same thing. And his lips that they speak no guile. Guile is anything false. Any kind of lie or deception. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. So this is a key to living a long time. Well, Living a long 
life of good things and enjoying it, that's blessed. And it shouldn't be surprising that the man or woman that refuses to speak evil and lie, but only speaks truth and blessing, is going to experience blessing. Even blessing keeping them to old age and enjoying a lot of good things along the way. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Go to James, please. James chapter 3. Now I'm going to need to show you one more thing, so don't hold me to that. James chapter 3 and verse 8. Does it matter what we say? What we call things? What we speak over things and people. Do our words matter much more than we've thought? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Words matter. Chapter 3 and verse 8 it says, The tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, you, you read that, you might think, Well, why even talk about it if I can't tame it? It's talking about you taming someone else's tongue. Back up to the previous verse, you'll see what I'm talking about. Every kind of beast and bird and serpent and things of the sea has been tamed and has been tamed of mankind. Is that the man taming himself? No, that's the man taming something else. And verse 8, the tongue of somebody else, nobody can tame. And I think you've already lived long enough probably to see that, right? You, can you control what somebody else says? You cannot. Verse 9. If you couldn't control what you say, then this whole chapter shouldn't even be in the Bible. Because he's talking about your words. Therewith do what? We bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Doesn't make sense. It's illogical. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. We need to get strong in our spirit that we are blessing only. Not even 70% blessing and 30% cursing when we get real mad and upset. Not even 95% blessing and 5% cursing. On those occasions we just lose it. We are blessing only. Oh, somebody say blessing only. Blessing Blessing only. Blessing only out of a good fountain. There's not supposed to be bad water and good water. Just good water. Sweet water. Not bitter. Cursing is bitter. Blessing is sweet. Somebody say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Something that is a a bit of a definition thing. But I think you'd enjoy seeing it. In 2 Corinthians the ninth chapter. We've used this passage many, many times. You've heard it many times. But in looking at this again today, there's something that really stands out. 2 Corinthians 9 and 5. Well, I tell you, for for time's sake, just read the, uh, the next verse, verse 6. This I say, have you ever heard this verse before? He which sows what? Sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Listen to the Young's literal translation of this. And the reason I saw this was doing the word study. It showed me that the same word that's translated blessing in Galatians 3 is translated blessing here, but it doesn't appear in the King James. Listen to this. He who is sowing sparingly, sparingly also shall reap. He who is sowing in blessings. That's what it literally says. He which is sowing in blessings, in blessings also shall reap. Does that stir you up at all? He he who is sowing in blessings. This is a big part of the blessing that God spoke over Abraham, I bless you, and you're going to be a blessing. And through you, people will be blessed. Hallelujah. 
He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who is sowing not just a large amount. That's why you need to watch out about paraphrases, and you even need to check up on the good old King James once in a while, don't you? Because if the Lord used this word, there's a reason why he used this word. It wasn't just about the sowing being big. It was about it being in blessings. Praise God. Now certainly when you're needing something and it's a big, a big one comes in, you're happy about it. But it's not just the money that blesses you. It's the power. Hallelujah. That includes that power to enjoy and to rest and the power to give. You know, I, I, I was rejoicing. I think I told you this already, but I know you were too. In our, our recent meeting here at the Greater Faith, we were able to minister, you know, that whole, what was it, Tuesday through Friday? That we didn't talk of, even on Monday, it was just an offering, but we didn't talk about any budget. All the people that were fed, there was no charge, there was no price for anything, and we were able to sow all those offerings to the ministry in the, uh, the South Pacific. That's being blessed, isn't it? Because, the reason I say it is because, except for the grace of God, we could have been so tight, we would have you know, just been struggling to get for the budget all week. We, we didn't have to have it. We're blessed. And we're so blessed. We have a lot of good people. We got a lot of good things. And we got enough health and brightness of mind and, and freedom to enjoy them and to rest. And more and more, the Lord is making us a dispenser. A dispenser of good. Do you believe it? We're so blessed. All our stuff is done. Paid for with extras sitting by. That's our confession. Amen. It's our reality and our confession. And we are able to give prolifically. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. But he who sows, King James says, bountifully. But the word is the same word translated blessing in other places. He who sows in blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They did act like they were blessed over that money for the, by their own bill. I I think they'd call that a blessing. We sowed in blessings. Tell me what comes in the rest of the verse. He who sows in blessings, in blessings shall also reap. Hallelujah. We won't just reap large amounts. We will reap empowering things. Things that empower us to have more good things. Things that enable us to enjoy and to rest. And things that enable us to do even more in giving to others. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody.